0: I am Lucas Mack. I'm a former TV reporter, a published author, TEDx speaker, musician, advertising agency owner and management consultant. I'm also a former Christian preacher who dedicated 15 years of my life searching for truth and love. I've done a lot of work to heal and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Brothers and sisters, welcome back to the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. I'm so excited to have you here. Whew, I just got done with an incredible session with Lori Martinez, who was on. Uh, recent episode of the podcast. If you have not yet followed her, please do. Um, I just did an Akashic, uh, I could cry. I could just did an Akashic, Akashic session with her, uh, Akashic record session with her and then meditation. And it was, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. Please find her on Instagram, the, uh, the Good Karma Life, she also has that account, incredible, and dear sister, thank you. Today, guys, I want to talk about something that I think is one of the root causes of our view of conditional love in this world. Do you understand, first of all, let me ask you a question, do you understand that the view of love is broken in this world? That love has become manipulative. It has become a conditional um, measure of control. And I am here to teach you and the world and myself what true unconditional love is, which is love. Meaning there is no such thing as unconditional love. Love is always unconditional. Conditional without condition, without end, without beginning, love is and love has always been in the present. Is you cannot precede or exceed love, you cannot go above or below love. Love is all, love is all, and it, it is without condition. And it's also without form. And look, I grew up in Christianity. And then I studied under a Hasidic Orthodox rabbi for three years and almost converted to Judaism. Because I love so much of the beautiful wisdom of the sages and and all these safer texts. Studied Buddhism, Hinduism, read the Satanic Bible, many occult texts. And no matter what framework, all things that are written come from or are in, at the end of the day, we are left with one basic need, and that is to be loved. And there are many paths that reject the notion of love and then validate the rejected pain as an armored path, meaning I reject love because I've been hurt so many times and the pain that I experience is actually the pain that becomes the armor for manipulation, control, uh, service to self to the highest degree. But love always gives the highest good, the highest good to someone else. And speaking of Christianity, specifically, because we do live in a Roman world. The Roman, the Vatican system, Roman world is the power structure that is falling right now. It is being taken out right now. And every denomination, even my... Dear Anabaptist friends, and I don't know if any Anabaptists are listening, but Anabaptists claim to never be part of the Reformation. They always claim to be a sect that were persecuted out of Antioch and Syria when the first Christians were named and Rome had always chased them out. But even Anabaptists, the Baptist denominations and all the various forms of them all have the same exact structure. There is a pontificator. And there is a pulpit. I mean, there are pews. There's, a, there's a, pontif- a pontificator from a pulpit and there are pews. And it doesn't matter what denomination, what sect, you could go into Mormonism. You could go into uh, Jehovah's Witness. You can go in every Protestant, Evangelical, Orthodox, Roman Catholic system all around the world. Under the Roman system, that is the order. That's what it looks like. And in that system, what the premise of that system is, is that man is inherently evil. Man cannot right any wrong that man has done apart from submitting to this narrative and accepting the atonement of Jesus as the fulfillment of our inherent evil. So that we can get to heaven, get back to God the Father and or some people see like what they can get in heaven, mansions and whatever. But there is not one verse, not one literal verse in the entire Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation chapter 22 that talks about original sin. And if you're not religious, I just want you to stay with me on this episode. If you don't even have any context of this, stay with me because it affects our view of love. This is the whole point of why I'm bringing this up. It affects actually the, globe, the globe's view of love. So Rome teaches that man is inherently evil, that we're born sinners because of Adam's transgression, sin has passed to all mankind, and that you are born... Sinful. And where they get the loose validation from Scripture to back up that doctrine is the verse when David says in Psalms, In iniquity did my mother conceive me. However, his mother's never mentioned in the Bible one time. And I believe the reason he wasn't counted among his brothers when they were. Um, fighting uh, the Philistines and Goliath is out there and and he was a little shepherd boy. And also when Samuel came to anoint the King, why he wasn't one of the sons counted is because I don't believe that his mother, David's mother was the mother of the other sons of Jesse, which was David's father. So perhaps David's father had an affair with another woman. Interestingly enough, so did David, the generational sin, missing the mark, the generational patterns passed on from father to son, father to son. So that's where just one verse in iniquity to my mother conceive me. Jesse's never mentioned anymore in the Bible after that. His mother's never mentioned one time in the Bible. So, They took this loose verse, not understanding the context of what was actually happening at the time, but took this loose verse and said, man has original sin. And there is nothing man can do to right the wrong. He is born a sinner. And unless he takes the solution that Rome offers, you are going to go to hell. They give all this conditional love. God loves you, but he's gonna send you to hell if you don't receive uh, our message of this path. This is the most devastating narrative that has ever entered the planet. When mankind starts to listen long enough to narrative, and this is why it's so important to protect what you listen to and protect what you watch, because your eyes and your ears are the floodgates to the heart and out of the abundance of your heart Your mouth will speak. That means that what is within will come without, will come out. So if you listen to this narrative over and over and over and over again, that man's just a sinner, man's just a worm, man's just a a dirty dog. There's nothing you can do. You're born a sinner. And it's only by this one solution that we happen to offer the world Can you get to heaven? Can you finally have love and peace and joy and come join our family? And if you don't join our family, we shun you. You're a heretic. We'll burn you at the stake. We'll chase you down. We'll infiltrate your club. We'll discredit you. We'll destroy you. We'll defame you. Rome is a nasty, nasty uh, machine. And I've talked about this before um, when I did the episode, Why I Left Christianity to Find the Love of God. Rome, when it, it used to in its military might, when it at the height of its military power, would send emissaries to a new land they were about to enter to conquer. And the emissaries would say, submit or die. Now, when Rome's political power fell and they turned it into a religious power, which knew no borders, and didn't have to uh, march with troops, they still sent emissaries out two by two. But instead of calling them emissaries, they called them missionaries, and they still went to new lands. And they said, we're coming, submit or die. And this changed the entire trajectory. I mean, think for millennium, human beings have lived on this planet in solidarity with the earth, with Solidary, the, solidarity with one another, with their own spiritual understandings and downloads and systems and have done just fine. But when Rome comes, they subjugate that narrative. First of all, they wipe out all the powerful uh, people that uphold that narrative. And then they come to those that are based in fear because they don't want to die. And they say, submit or die. Look at the consequence, submit or die. So there is no such thing as original sin. There is no such thing as original sin. Now, before all my Christian friends say, you are a heretic, an abomination, and such, what is true, what the Bible does say is, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Absolutely. There is not one who is perfect in in our entirety, although I would say our journey is perfect, in, it, in and of itself. But in the definition of never doing wrong, not one human being can ever say that. However, those who claim that they're, so the word sin means to miss the mark. Let's be, just be very clear. When you're a sinner, you're a mark misser. Well, what's the mark? To love God and to love man. That is the mark, to love God, to love man, to receive the love of God and out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, to utter the love of God to others. And the love of God has no condition. So the mark is to walk in the love of God, your creator, divine, universal love, whatever origin that you want to come at, that is, got a little blurry. That is um, why we're here. So yes, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. However, that is a choice that we chose to do. And I'm going to – I don't know why this has gone blurry all of a sudden. There we go. Um. So when when we're told we're born sinners, that abdicates our own responsibility of when we first knew right and when we – first knew wrong. See, it makes us all victims. We we were not responsible for anything that happened to us. Instead of standing in our own authority, our own power, our own, our own sovereignty, our own divinity and saying life happens for us. And when I first knew right and I chose wrong, I can experience the consequence of choosing wrong so that I know to choose right next time. That's why every child every every child i mean think of this for sure science has proven that the prefrontal cortex is not even fully developed until the age of 25 in a human being you think the origin the creator the divine knowing of our own fulfilling our cognitive awareness is going to hold to account someone who is not fully cognitively developed absolutely not But Rome, who who has built this global system of subjugating human sovereignty, subjugating human divinity, attacking the unconditional love narrative, meaning I don't have to join your system. God still loves me 100%. and doesn't matter where he sends me after I die because I love him and I'll do whatever he wants because he's God and I'm not. That narrative doesn't fly under the system of, surrendering to this narrative of control and conditional love so this is the system that we are experiencing unconditional love versus conditional love the power structure of the earth versus the universal truth that every planet every tree every blade of grass experiences lives under is constantly in receiving and giving which is love The greatest act of love you can give is to receive another person's love. I've talked about that on this podcast. Let me say that again. The greatest act of love you can give another person is to receive their love. When you open your heart, when you drop your walls, when you have the courage to take that last 1% sheath down over your heart and say, here I am, naked, vulnerable, Standing in my own power, and I will receive your love. That is the greatest gift you can give another person. Now, wisdom says not every person is worthy of that, and that it's true. However, when you choose to do that with another, that is the greatest gift you can give them. And it's just like fire fire emits and consumes at the exact same time. It emits and consumes, just like love gives and receives at the exact same time. So this message today, this podcast today, is to frame up that we have all missed the mark, per se. Some people, though, say that the mark that they missed was actually the mark they intended And that doesn't fly because that's us creating our own systems apart from giving reference or reverence back to unconditional love, saying you don't have to validate or uh, pretend that your mismark is the mark when we all know it's not the mark. Understand it wasn't the mark and come back to love, come back into flow, come back into alignment, come back into your purpose. So love is always unconditional There is no such thing as conditional love. And when humans who have been perpetuating this narrative knowingly or unknowingly tell you that they love you, but based on conditions, you can know that's not love. But you also then can know if that's not love, there is love. Where do I find love? And we find love when we go. That's why meditation is so powerful. That's why praying is so powerful. That's why being in stillness is so powerful. Because when there is no judgment, no condition, no confinement, no containment, you finally realize, wow. Love is, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, love is. And I receive love that love. I received that love. And when you understand that God is love, that's what the Bible says. God is love. He also, it also says God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. And it also says our God is a consuming fire. So remember, light at the time that that was written was only fire. They didn't know electricity. They didn't know light switches. They didn't know lumens. They only knew Fire. So God is a consuming fire. He is light. And that fire is love because that fire emits and consumes at the exact same time. And what does it emit? Light. What does it consume? Anything that we want to give it. And let's start with our fear. Let's start with fear. That's why Solomon, who mastered all the religions of the world, he went to every, he brought in, every spiritual teacher, every shaman, every every witch doctor and and priest and, and monk and all the tribal religions, all the major religions. He brought them all in and he studied them all. He mastered them all. And he wrote at the end of Ecclesiastes, he said, let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. You know, before he gets to this, he's saying, I've been rich. I've been poor. It's vanity of vanities. It doesn't matter if I'm rich. Doesn't matter if I'm poor. It doesn't matter if I'm I'm fat. Doesn't matter if I'm skinny. It doesn't matter if I'm tall. Doesn't matter if I'm short. Doesn't matter everything in its time. Everything is what it is, essentially. But when we've finally settled on, doesn't matter how rich or smart or tall or tough or strong in our physical body we are or are not. Said it doesn't matter. It's vanity. It. It doesn't last forever. It's not everlasting. What is everlasting? He says, let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter. He says, fear God and obey his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. And Ecclesiastes was written well after Deuteronomy was written or even um, Exodus was written where the 10 commandments were, the 10 utterances were written down by uh, Moshe on Sinai. So Already we know from from the Torah that it says to love God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And they already knew that the word love is a hava, which means to give. So when Solomon says, "Let us hear the whole conclusion of the matter," fear God. He's saying because you've already understood the context of they are to love God. So he's saying fear God is to give God our fear, which is fire. Give the fire your fear. Let it consume your fear. And in your giving the fear to the fire, it emits love. And we create space inside of us to fill our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our souls, our cells, our DNA strands with love in alignment. And then he says, obey his commandments. Well, what are the commandments to love God and to love people? Where does original sin come into all that? It doesn't. Where does uh, conditional love come into all that? It doesn't. Where does uh, you are vile by nature and there, unless you be uh, baptized in these sacraments and this and that, it doesn't. And if every, if, God forbid, there is an EMP detonated on the earth or some cosmic event that made the electricity go out where I could not even share this type of content with you, we are still left with our desire to be loved and our ability to look up into the sky and see the sun by day and the stars by night. And to understand, wow, we are part of this cosmic fabric. We are here on this earth with the dirt, with the grass, with the leaves blowing, with the wind, with the bark, with the water, all that is. We are just part of this system. And when we don't look at the man-made system of what we don't yet have, but we have gratitude for what we are truly part of, we can rest in peace and we can rest in that balance. We can come from that place of gratitude. And we can stop striving to please people who have yet to discover the source of unconditional love because they're still trapped in the Roman system of submit or die. Join us and you'll be part of the club. Join us and you'll be part of the family. Join us in whatever, whatever conditional benefit that you get. And it is your sovereign right. It is your divine right. When God breathed into man and man became a living soul in Genesis chapter two, when God Breathe is shama into you. shama meaning soul, which is the breath, meaning breath, which is also a word for soul in Hebrew. When he breathed into you, you became all that you ever needed to be in relationship back with that source of the breath. To be in relationship and walk in the source of the breath. Not to deviate and turn to a system that says, join us if you do these things. No, no, no you can say, thank you for the offer and I will continue my path because I know love and it is our greatest ability to free people from the system of control, from the system of conditional love, from the system in general to get us back to the origin, the intent and our design from the very beginning to walk in love with one another. Thank you brothers and sisters for listening. I hope this message blesses you and encourages you, some it may challenge you. But it is said with love and no judgment. It is said for your highest good, it is said for your highest blessing. It is said for your most beautiful journey here on earth. I bless all of you. I love all of you. I am Lucas Mack. This is the golden rule revolution. If this message touched you, I ask you to share it, rate this podcast, help grow this narrative. And if you don't, that's great too. I still love you all. I bless you. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you brothers and sisters for listening for support in your journey. Go to my website, lucasmack.com.